This video is brought to you by NordVPN. Today, China demonstrates their frustration about Taiwan's election results. The US launches more strikes against the Houthis, and UK police shut down a plot to close the London Stock Exchange. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday, the 15th of January, 2024. Our main story today is China's angry reaction to the Taiwanese election results over the weekend. Taiwan, which China claims as part of its territory, voted to elect a pro-sovereignty candidate, William Lai, on Saturday. Since then, Beijing has criticised other governments for congratulating Lai, has reiterated its position that Taiwan is part of China and continued to impose its military presence around the island. Lai's Democratic Progressive Party, or DPP, which has governed Taiwan for eight years, won a third consecutive presidential term in an election that China had previously called a choice between peace or war. Messages of support for Lai then flooded in from countries including the US, UK, France and Germany. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the US was committed to working with Lai to further our long-standing unofficial relationship. But Beijing said this was a gravely wrong signal and accused the US of interfering in Taiwan affairs, viewing US diplomats as legitimizing a party it sees as a gang of troublemaking separatists. China has also continued its grey zone tactics since the results, sending warships to Taiwan to try and intimidate the island, with four military vessels and a high-altitude Chinese balloon detected off the coast on Sunday morning. While any actual conflict or invasion looks unlikely, at least for now, a strongly worded statement from the Taiwan Affairs Office of China's State Council said the election cannot stop the unstoppable trend of the eventual reunification of the motherland. Lai, meanwhile, has stressed that he will maintain the cross-strait status quo, which means neither seeking independence nor unification with China. He also wants to engage with Beijing as equals, while continuing to safeguard Taiwan from threats from China. The election has also caused waves elsewhere in the Pacific, where China and the US have been locked in a diplomacy battle over the last few months. Each country has been trying to win over some 14 independent island nations, and now China has won in Nauru, a tiny Micronesian island. Nauru, which was only one of 12 countries to have diplomatic ties with Taiwan, has turned back to China this morning for the first time since 2005. Analysts say that China is looking to further erode support for Taiwanese sovereignty in the Pacific, often through increased development or security promises. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. On Sunday, Houthi rebels in Yemen fired an anti-ship cruise missile at a US warship in the Red Sea, the US military has said, marking the first attack by the Houthis since the US and UK struck targets in Houthi-controlled parts of Yemen. US Central Command said the USS Laboon, operating in the southern Red Sea, had been targeted by a cruise missile, but a US fighter aircraft intercepted and shot down the missile off the coast of Yemen. There were no injuries or damage reported by the US. As we've covered on this channel and on the TLDR Global channel, the Iran-backed Houthi movement has been targeting international shipping passing through the Red Sea, which is a vital trade choke point. 
The group, which has controlled much of Yemen for more than a decade, says it won't stop until Israel ends its war in Gaza. After the Houthis ignored a final warning by the US and its allies last week, the US and UK militaries launched airstrikes at a number of Houthi targets. Now that the Houthis have targeted a US warship directly, we'll have to wait and see how the US responds, though President Joe Biden previously said the US will not hesitate to direct further measures to protect our people and the free flow of international commerce as necessary. In any case, the strikes so far have clearly not acted as a deterrent. Yesterday, a plot to shut down the London Stock Exchange was foiled by the police. Arrests were made of six Palestine Action members planning to lock on to the building on Monday morning, preventing it from opening or trading. One has already been charged and will appear at court to apply for bail shortly. The group hoped to cause huge economic disruption, and it would have likely worked. The cap of companies trading on the exchange stands at over $3 trillion. In theory, this is all the value that would suddenly have become inaccessible if trading stopped. A few hours after the arrests were made, Palestine Action took to Twitter, claiming responsibility over the plot. They argue the London Stock Exchange enabled the oppression of the Palestinians in supporting the Israeli state by trading shares in weapon manufacturers arming Israel's genocide. The group hoped to encourage people to divest their shares specifically in Elbit, an arms company and chief supplier of the IDF. Elbit has been targeted on numerous occasions by Palestine action. The arrests were made after the police received a tip from the British newspaper The Daily Express. The tip also included details that the plot was part of a week of action against British institutions supporting Israel. These allegations came after a two-month investigation during which a reporter posed as a member of the group. Moving to Denmark now, where a new monarch has been crowned. Only a few weeks ago, Queen Margrethe II used her New Year's Eve address to announce that she would abdicate in the near future stating that time had taken its toll on her and that her number of ailments had increased. This came as something of a shock as Margrethe had stated on a number of previous occasions that she would not abdicate the throne. In an interview back in 2012, speaking about the task of monarchy, she said that it is a task you have handed down to you and that you keep as long as you live, the way my father did and my grandfather before him. In another interview in 2016, she said that her son, Frederick, will become king when I am no longer here. This turned out not to be the case, with Frederick, now known as Frederick X, succeeding his mother yesterday during a Council of State meeting. Thousands flooded the street to pay their tribute to the outgoing monarch, and more than 100,000 tuned in to watch the handover. Following this, Frederick was met by Prime Minister Met Frederiksen, as is custom for the new monarch in Denmark. This is only the second time in Danish history that a monarch has stepped down. The first time this happened was all the way back in the 12th century, when King Eric III also abdicated. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the progress being made to eradicate malaria. For the first time in 50 years, a sub-Saharan African country has been declared malaria-free. The World Health Organization, or WHO, has reported that Cape Verde has not recorded a single case of locally transmitted malaria for more than three years, and as such, it can be described as malaria-free. 
Experts has hailed this as a great achievement, as malaria is still a big killer in Africa. In 2022 alone, more than half a million people lost their lives to the disease. Whatever the future may hold, it will always be important to keep yourself safe online. Fortunately, when it comes to your digital safety, NordVPN has your back. It's an unfortunate reality that online scams and phishing attacks are on the rise, with us constantly bombarded by annoying notifications and emails that we forgot we even signed up to. It's easy to click the wrong link. One seemingly innocent link can compromise security and bring things crashing down. With the protection of NordVPN though, you can use their threat protection feature to identify potentially suspicious links. Even if you reached a suspicious website, NordVPN's data encryption tools would protect you and your data against a number of other attacks, such as malicious man-in-the-middle breaches. But if things do go wrong, NordVPN's dark web monitoring is always scanning for your compromised details across the entire internet, and can even notify you before you even notice anything's gone wrong. So if you want to securely connect to that free Wi-Fi at your local coffee shop without worrying about someone trying to take a peek at your personal data, you can sign up for a two-year plan with a massive discount and four months free at nordvpn.com forward slash TLDR. We've been told that sometimes our viewers just open a new tab and type in the URL themselves. And while we're certainly glad that you're using the service, you only get the discount and support the channel through that link. So if you wish to get the discount and support independent journalism further, make sure you sign up using our link. That's nordvpn.com forward slash TLDR. Thanks for your support.